0: Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Hunt, and I am so glad to have you tuning into this In The Moment special. For the month of February, every Wednesday, we're releasing an In The Moment episode focused on Black women in business for our Black women in business series. This is our way to celebrate Black History Month and those women who contributed to all of our success, past and present. I am super excited about this series, and I hope you learn some new things about some cool Black women entrepreneurs and business leaders. We're starting the series all the way back in the 1800s. First up, Mary Ellen Pleasant. Haven't heard of her, neither did I until recently when I was reading a book um, called Black Fortunes. For shame, I know, especially for someone who went to Howard University. (laughs) I feel like I should know like all things about Black history and great folks in Black history, but oh well. Mary Ellen Pleasant's story isn't, it's not very clean cut. Um, It almost feels like a juicy, salacious novel, to be very honest with you. And I had moments where even I hesitated to just to tell the story. There's a lot of mystery around her and what all she was involved in. So um, I just wanted to make sure that I was going to be able to provide you with information about her that was honest and real and truthful. But, you know, there there's just so much uncertainty that, hey, I don't know. So I changed my mind and decided to proceed forward with talking about her because her story is an important and powerful one. It's one that displays just how complicated we are. Our stories, our pasts, our interests, they aren't usually clean cut. So why not talk about Miss Mary Ellen Pleasant? All right, so let's talk about her, shall we? Um, Mary Ellen Pleasant was born somewhere around 1814, possibly on a plantation in Georgia. Even though in her own autobiography she purports to have been born in Philadelphia, so based on one of her accounts, her mother was from Louisiana and her father was Hawaiian. She's also said though that she's been she was born to a voodoo priestess and the son, um, or and jo- John Hampton Pleasants, who was the son of Governor James Pleasant of Virginia, I think it was. So who knows? You know, people who are born in the 1800s are usually a little shaky on some of the histories surrounding their birth time of birth cities of states and birth all that stuff because they were born into slavery so we can give them some leeway even those in my own family when i looked up my um, ancestry i can find a lot of um, uncertainties and dates are in years and in places of birth so that's to be understood i should say So she was moved at a young age up to Nantucket, Massachusetts to be a bond servant for a Quaker family where she worked herself out of servitude, but basically ended up becoming a part of that family. She she became developed really deep relationships with them while working there. She learned that her own state of servitude was the perfect way to go unnoticed in rooms. She saw it almost as an invisibility cloak. So she figured out at a young age that she could learn a lot by listening to the conversations people were having around her because they rarely acknowledged that she was even in the room. In her own autobiography, Pleasant stated, quote, I have let books alone and have studied men and women a good deal, end quote. She went on to marry a very wealthy man, James Henry Smith, who may have been either white or mixed ancestry. It's kind of a little shaky on that. People are still trying to figure that out but he had amassed a lot of wealth as a flower contractor and had at one point was a slaveholder but ended up freeing his own slaves and becoming an abolition abolitionist one thing to note about mary ellen is she was very light skinned <laughs> and if you know anything about very very light skinned black people back in the 1800s and even in the early 1900s some of them would use that to their advantage in a way And choose to pass because they could pass as white. It's called passing. Um, And they will allow people to believe that they are white instead of black. So she was actually able to pass. So she used that to her advantage. Um, That coupled with her being like family to the Quakers that she had worked in servitude for, it was easy for others to think of her as being white. So it kind of worked out in her advantage. With James as part of the Underground Railroad, her husband, they both worked to help those enslaved reach freedom by transporting slaves to northern states. Her husband, James, passed in the 1840s, which resulted in her being left a sizable inheritance from him and her continuing on being an abolitionist after his death and continuing that work. Mary Ellen Pleasant married again. So she's twice married. This time she married um, John James Pleasant. He went by JJ and continued the work of abolition until slaveholders began to suspect their involvement. Um, And at that point, they moved down to Louisiana for a bit to kind of throw everybody off of their scent. And then they moved to San Francisco, partly because of the gold rush that was happening at the time, too. Mary Ellen passed for white in San Francisco for a while, spending time working at restaurants and such, using it as an opportunity to be invisible and learn from the wealthy white patrons. She used information she learned from those jobs and made very sound investments um, of her inheritance that she had from her first marriage into a range of businesses, such as laundries and even into Wells Fargo Bank. <laughs> Working with a white man, Thomas Bell, her and him shared investments as business partners, which later were found to be all in his name, uh, possibly because she was a woman and, and black and really couldn't have that type of uh, those type of things in her name at the time. After a few years of her growing prominence in San Francisco, she did eventually come out and state that she was indeed Black, so she stopped passing. And she instead began to build and run many businesses from restaurants to boarding houses that were thought to be brothels, Set some of that little salaciousness in her past. She amassed great wealth. She was very wealthy, had a million-dollar mansion, you know, she had coins, (laughs) and noted in her 1890 census that her occupation was capitalist because she was so good at what she did overall. Mary Ellen had incredible wealth, and she used her fortune to help those who were involved in the Underground Railroad and abolition. She is believed to have been the financier of John Brown's um, planned insurrection. I believe it's the Harper Fairies insurrection that he was planning. uh, When he was found and hanged in 1859, there was a note in his pocket. And the note read, quote, the axe is laid at the foot of the tree. When the first blow is struck, there will be money to help, unquote. At the time, it was believed a wealthy northerner wrote the note and was bankrolling Brown's efforts. It is now understood that it was more than likely Mary Ellen Pleasant, who was indeed the one financing the uprising. She was relentless in her efforts to help Black people out of their plights, not just focusing on slavery, but also civil rights, and became known as the mother of civil rights in San Francisco because of her many lawsuits against segregation and inequality. Pleasant used her status, fame, and money for the advancement of Black people. Even with her being known as a shrewd businesswoman who may have had some shady dealings, she was still steadfast in her belief that we all must use what we have to push for what we want. Unfortunately, um, Mary Ellen lost a lot of her wealth after the widow and family of her business partner, Thomas Bell, sued her for her estate and portfolio that were all in his name. She also accused Bell um, of abusing... uh, accused Mary Ellen Pleasant of abusing Thomas Bell and his children. And this was a big blow to her reputation and her wealth, resulting in Mary Ellen Pleasant dying in poverty. What a story. What a life. I'm actually more move to learn more about Mary Ellen Pleasant. Her tenacity and ability to see what can be and make it happen during slavery is just wow. Even though there's a lot of mystery around her and some discrepancies in parts of her story, including her own autobiography, I think that just lends more color to her as a person. We're not one-dimensional. We all have some good and some bad. We all come with some baggage. She still had her things that she was just steadfast on one of them being the work of abolition and civil rights and she had a lot of money. <laughs> she used her inheritance and grew it, you know, by making really good business decisions and opening businesses and, you know, investing during the 1800s. Like this were things these things were just completely unheard of for women, especially black women at that time. I think she's the perfect person to choose to start this series. I hope our coverage inspired you to go learn more about her because there is just so much more that we didn't even cover in this episode about Mary Ellen Pleasant. She was definitely a force to be reckoned with. So please, by all means, go learn more about her. Well, thanks for tuning in to our Black Women in Business series for Black History Month. I hope you're inspired by Mary Ellen Pleasant and choose to learn more about her. Make sure you tune in next week for the next installment of the next Black woman in business. With that, I say happy Black History Month. Go forth. Be great. Oh, and remember that the best life is beautifully complicated.